0: Well, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us on episode number 29 of our Armchair Preaching Podcast. With me today, Pastor John, flying solo. It's just you and me today.
1: Yeah, no Kenny, no Ed, no, no just you no, and me today. No
0: Kenny, no Ed, no Brian, no special guests yeah, today. Yeah. Um, it's uh, For those that don't know, I, I don't think we've ever really mentioned this before, we record these podcasts typically, sometimes there's exceptions, but typically record these on Wednesday. And uh, before we get into this week's message, uh, because it is Wednesday, it's not just any Wednesday, it's Ash Wednesday, um, which is the kickoff for the Lenten season. So um, we're not in a Lenten series just yet. We're going to kind of do that after Won't You Be My Neighbor, this is our last Won't You Be My Neighbor next, this, this coming Sunday, and then we'll kind of go into a Lenten series. But I wanted to kick it off talking to you, John, um, about your background with Lent Ash Wednesday and and kind of the celebration of Lent. Um, you talked before you weren't really a believer until post college mm-hmm. years, um, but you were raised in the church. But it was right. and, and it was a church that really did observe Lent. So talk to me about yeah. your background yeah. with Lent, and we'll.
1: Well, um, yeah, I I was raised, uh, my father um, converted to Catholicism when he was in high school, and so raised us all as Catholics. Mm -hmm. Uh, We didn't know at the time that we had a lot of Presbyterians in our background. He sort of left that part out of the family narrative, but we were raised in the Catholic Church, and and it, it it was on Air Force bases. you could relate to that. Yeah. having traveled on military bases. It was on air Force bases, in in uh, chapels mostly, every now and then to the community Catholic Church. But every time uh, Lent came around, we um, we we were aware of it. Yeah, and uh, there were certain practices in our home. Uh, the The main thing that I remember growing up as a kid was uh, for Lent. I don't really remember Ash Wednesday. You know, we yeah. just finished a uh, noon Ash Wednesday service, and now yeah. we're doing this recording. So we have, you know, we I don't remember us having things like th- these services. Um, yeah. there must have been one, but I do remember uh, that every every Friday, we would not eat meat. Yeah. <laughs> and even our cafeterias in school they didn't they, yeah. they they gave the option of not eating meat. you could have fish, but you couldn 't have uh, have meat so yeah. so that was always a big deal and I remember eating meat one time and and like kind of looking over my shoulder and seeing anybody's going <laughs> to the 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 catholic priest the police were going to get me uh, yeah but so, it's just this thing that it it didn 't feel spiritual it was just a practice that we did
0: yeah yeah and i i, I was raised in a Methodist home, but then also on military bases um, and I remember military, for people that aren't familiar, military chapels tend to just, when it comes to Christian services, they break down a generic Protestant service, because as far as they're concerned, we're all the same, and a Catholic service, because the predominance of Christians in the world are Roman Catholic. And so I remember our Roman Catholic friends kind of doing... Roman Catholic things, high liturgy sort of seasonal things. And and when we lived in Florida, I remember the same thing when I was— in elementary school, there was a Catholic line in the elementary school, which is now just boggles my mind that they did that. Where it was fish, like you couldn't. There's n- the, there's no the meat- fish
1: line for the Catholics. It,
0: it boggles <laughs> my mind today to think back that a, it was a public elementary school, but it was in Florida, so a high high percentage of Catholics in that area, and so they accommodated that thing. So I, we did not have a a, a real. Uh,
1: did the Methodists have the, the Lenten? Did you they know, talk about Lent?
0: We talked about Lent, ish. You know, kind of, sort of. We really Holy Week was kind of a big deal. Um, we we did a lot, and I know I know there are Methodists that that Lent is a big thing. Um, Methodism is not really in the Protestant tradition in the same way that you know Presbyterianism is or Baptists are, because they're really an outgrowth of the Anglican Church, and so. Mm-hmm um they 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 never really they more had a break with anglicanism but only kind of sort of so, so i know there are methodists that do ash wednesday and a full lenten practice we didn't really a whole lot again in mostly protestant generic protestant tradition type things when i was in military bases actually my first ash wednesday service that i ever participated that i ever went to was when I came to FPC Lakeland yeah um six and a half years ago that was the first one I'd I, ever I, been to I think
1: that there's been a history of of not having Ash Wednesday and not having the, the even the concept of Lent being talked about in the church this is a long time ago but yeah. uh, it's sort of the reaction out of coming out of the Reformation yeah and the reaction was that's too Catholic let's don't do you know the, yeah the, it's one of the it was a continued reaction of, of that so that we so there's a period of time where where I still get this in in the in the church church the people say I don't know what that what this yeah. is you go to a non-denominational church. Uh, it's been interesting because there's been some fringes now beginning to yeah. say, hey, that'd be cool to add to our yeah. thing to have a understand the seasonal nature." But the, up to that point, there had been nothing like a a, a season called mm. Lent that is intended to prepare your hearts for for Resurrection yeah. Sunday.
0: Yeah, it's, I think it's interesting in uh, that you know, in in my former church, and uh, I was at First Presbyterian City. We never we did a, we did full. Holy Week services, full Monday, Thursday, full Good Friday. Separate services, but not. Um, didn't do really Lenten series. We didn't do uh, those sorts of things. Didn't do Ash Wednesday at all. And a lot of it was because it smacked of Catholicism, and, and that the congregation there had a lot of, um, for lack of a better term, Catholics with bad baggage. You know, yeah. and so they yeah. they they were either Baptists who didn't know what a Presbyterian was, but they liked the congregation or they were Catholics with, with a lot of baggage about Catholicism. And so, um, they they wanted they rejected all that. And and so for that community it, it didn't make a lot of sense. I, I gained an appreciation <clears throat> for the Linton kind of thing. I have a. when I went to seminary, I have friends that are in much higher church traditions even than we are in Presbyterianism. And they began to talk about the sacredness of time. And I had never yeah. really uh, yeah. heard about the sacredness of time and the orderliness of time and how the church calendar really is about helping order our time. Um and and so that and slow down.
1: I also you know. I I I've heard about the the value and the desire to be more um, liturgical um, coming out of a younger generation who was looking for more depth and Mm -hmm. more longevity in their faith they wanted to tap into the roots Mm -hmm. of the of the church and so this idea of coming up to this practice that was going on predated the the, the reformation just come tapping into that that really felt uh, deep a, a lot deeper to them
0: yeah you when you go to the high Liturgical services like an Ash Wednesday service, or and, and we don't do a high lit super high liturgy, it's a much more liturgical service than is even typical for us. Um, but you do feel that that history, you know, mm-hmm. you feel a little bit more, especially the, the the noon service we had today for those that, that couldn't be there. Um, it's in a much more intimate space, it's in our chapel. We had a, a fairly good turnouts by 85 people. Um, and it feels full in that room because that room is a smaller, more intimate space. But there's something that feels early church about it. Yeah, you know, because yeah. there were no mega churches, uh, even though there were mass conversions. They all broke up into house churches following the conversion, and that stayed like that for. And
1: it was simple too. The yeah. the, the, the the theme the, the the practice today was was simple. It is mm-hmm. you a responsive reading of a repentant repentant uh, psalm mm-hmm. uh some a litany of penitence, and then the imposition of ashes that's yeah. the basic framework that's of it
0: That's it yeah and it and it, and it re- felt
1: very you know I hope that people who came today felt this, felt this it seemed from the reaction afterwards and I think that's the thing I've noticed in, in general is that people are feeling that that depth that you have that that it in that responsive reading and that that uh, the imposition of ashes that all feels right Yeah that feels like um it feels different from the from the rushing through the through the week kind yeah. of life that we live. And it's just a chance to settle into a moment and just receive something different.
0: Yeah, and that whole idea of the settling in, the sacredness of time really is what we were preaching about this past Sunday. I mean yeah. in, in the Won't You Be My Neighbor series, this is our second to last week. John, you were in the classic service and I was in Vine. Um, we took slightly different approaches, but both centered around this idea of Time matters, how we spend that time matters, and we need to be thinking about how we mm-hmm. spend that time to love our neighbors. Um, talk to me about your approach to that calendar mm-hmm. idea. We used. We actually use similar illustrations about our own personal struggle with yeah. The calendar. Yeah,
1: I used you in my opening illustration. That's right, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I started with Zach showing me how to...
0: But it's interesting, because I use myself as a negative example about what happens when you over-calendar, no, and you, do get, it, yeah. you get so obsessed with it. So yeah. talk to me about your, um, your kind of thought process going into this yeah. message, dealing with uh, Jesus healing on the Sabbath, and kind of just the harried nature of our culture right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy the, 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 the way that we live this life and, and I, I called out the retirees on this, in the sermon as well, because yeah. I, I've. In the classic I, service, there's a lot more. There's of a lot retire- more of them. Right. So yeah. I just said, and, and it's true. I've, I've watched the people who are in retirement and, and, you know, the, the joke is, how do we have time to work? Cause they're, yeah. they're so, so uh, busy. Uh, we are overpaced. We're we're over over scheduled, overpaced, and our calendars are full. Whatever means we have, you've got, you got the fancy digital calendar. I do too. But you know, whatever means we have to to keep track yeah. of it, it's we are over o- overpaced. And and I think you and I both were trying to say um, we don't have a hope of of trying to fulfill the Jesus's mm-hmm. command to love your neighbor as you love yourself. We don't have a hope of it if we are so busy. That we don't have any margin. That was actually my question when I, when I started. We we asked this. We got to the same point where we both yeah. asked the question when we look at our schedules. We it it, it says something to us. Mind the back of my mind was I see it everywhere. Which is yeah. do I have time yeah. in this schedule for that which is ultimate?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And that's weird to say for 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 a pastor of a church. Do I have time for that which is ultimate? But as you and I both know. Tuesdays around here. Oh my gosh,
0: <laughs> it was so funny because my the, yesterday and into this morning. Um, because yes, Tuesday is
1: meeting day. It
0: is meeting day. I mean, and and yesterday was it was almost as though God testing me <laughs> in the sermon that we just preached. Because if if an opportunity to love my neighbor had shown up yesterday it probably wasn't going to happen. I was probably going to fail on that point yeah. because it was nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, uh, one 30, two 30, 4 o'clock, uh, five, 15, 15, six, 6 o'clock, o'clock. And then we were done at about seven o'clock. thirty, eight o'clock. Yeah. And that was the day that was yesterday. Yeah. And, uh, one of those meetings actually ended up being kind of a love our neighbor sort of situation in terms of listening to someone who was having a problem with some of the you know decisions that we're making and, and wanting to kind of unpack that, yeah. but it was not um, it was not a day where I f- didn't feel hurried. I mean my my calendar yeah. looked pretty blotchy with,
1: and with, I think that's what. I mean that was our intent, both yeah. of our intent, uh, that day is just to call ourselves out on that, call mm-hmm. all of us out on that and say, Look, it's never gonna happen and, and that's true. You you told the very specific example of, of bypassing the one woman. Yeah. And uh, you know, you were you were just, you were on that you were on that spiritual you're on the hermeneutic high, right? Yeah. There, you on the spiritual high yeah. and then you just completely missed the missed the moment and made it right. Uh in the end, you made it you made it right. But yeah. just that, that challenge that you felt and the, my challenge that I that I felt was that, you know, I get I'm also. If it doesn't, if it doesn't show up on my calendar, yeah. There, it's fifty-fifty chance that I'm going to remember it.
0: Yeah, well, it was I, one of the things I really liked what you did, and I kind of, I, I when I think back, I kind of wish I had put this in there. Um, this a similar thing, you actually said, look, if a calendar, if the cal- if the physical calendar is so important, it's got to be on the calendar. Then you got to write it on the calendar that that you're going to love your neighbor, like one to four p.m. Love my neighbor, yeah, yeah. and and take that time. And go find ways to love your neighbor. And when people show up in that time, just do it. You know, um, it, that's a, it, that's
1: a cutting room floor thing. And one of the things we talk about here, yeah. what didn't make it. One of the, what I had in mind with that is that uh, there was a time when with with uh, Seal and I, my wife Seal and I, we're you know, raising kids and going to school mm-hmm. and and having a job and you know, doing the ministry. Yeah. Is that we we've, it, we it was really odd at first to say we need to put ourselves on each on each other's calendars
0: absolutely because yeah.
1: what was happening was we weren't on each other's calendars and we had no time for us so you never prioritized and so it was really weird to look at your calendar and yeah. say well, whatever had date night or time with say afternoon yeah. with c or something like that and then but but what I would say is that we're busy yeah hey can you do this such and such at this time no I'm busy right then i've got yeah. a, I've got a pre-existing yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, because if it's on your calendar, you don't feel guilty about saying yeah. no, no to right whatever. It's yeah. right, <laughs> right here. I I do the same thing, and actually, for me, it became Julie and I had to do that with 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 our with our married life. We thankfully we, we came to that pretty early on when we had kids. Now we we didn't have kids for for several years when we first got married, but uh, when we had kids, we realized how much that was going to affect it. So we started doing that intentionally, but it came about because. Um, I when when after we got married and I started into ministry, um, some of my regular self care routines, you know, exercise and those sorts of things weren't getting done because I felt too busy, and uh, I had to put it on literally physically put it on the calendar, and and then then it was an appointment, right? So I, I liked how you kind of put that in there as, look, if, if, if being on the calendar is going to make it important to you, then put loving your neighbor on the calendar. It may seem weird. It may seem odd. But if that's the priority, then you got to put it on your calendar.
1: And the yeah. risk is, the risk is if, if you're not getting, if you don't feel like you're, you're getting it done now, and you don't put it on the calendar, you're never going to get it done. Yeah, mm-hmm. if, if you ha- if you need a calendar to to keep track of your days like that. Yeah. Hey, one of the things that I that as you know, I I have been really keen on this idea of Sabbath keeping. Yeah. And um, and in fact, a little hint for for those who are listening for what's to come. Yeah. Uh, there there may or may, may not be a it, sermon in, it, the, may, in the in the next <laughs> few weeks coming up just dedicated to the topic of, of Sabbath-keeping. Yeah. But uh, I loved how—so you, you know it's been important to me yeah. in, my, in my life of uh, uh, when, when I was not honoring the Sabbath, and I had a terrible rhythm of just—, just yeah. De, um, detaching yeah. and ceasing, which is the essence of Sabbath. But I, so I loved, and I, was, I love that you talked about Sabbath keeping. I wanted yeah. you to just talk about what was on your mind as you were doing that, and how that, how that fit into this thing with the calendar. And
0: yeah, so when we, when we were looking at the passages, I, I, I started looking at all the passages of Scripture where Jesus healed on the Sabbath, right? And 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 you focused a lot on the John five passage, and and I, I kind of used it as a I used it as a bumper, so I used John 5 as the opening kind of passage, and then the John 5 as the clothing. So what did Jesus do, and what was the reaction of the people? Um, He healed this man who'd been suffering for 38 years, and the people were really tied up about, you broke the Sabbath, and then Jesus at the end saying, well, that was actually my Father's work that I was doing there. And I kind of looked at then in the middle this this image of Jesus with this woman who had been in a dis- disabling spirit and uh, for eighteen years and she was bent over and the, the the way Luke in Luke thirteen describes it you can tell he's a doctor because he's thinking about this woman who's physically hunched over and what Jesus does in that moment of Sabbath keeping actually where they where they take it as Sabbath breaking talk about cutting room floor. This idea didn't flesh out like I kind of wanted it to exactly but Jesus actually keeping the Sabbath giving this woman rest from her dis- disabling spirit better than the 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 this the, the synagogue leader who is who has no problem watering his donkey to get to the synagogue mm. um, but won't free this won't see and rejoice in the freedom this woman feels. Um, so to me I think one of the things that I really, Love about the way the Old Testament looks at Sabbath keeping, and then the way Jesus reorients the look at the Sabbath keeping is, you know, the the Old Testament in, Deuteron- in Exodus twenty, Deuteronomy five in the in the the mm, the, 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 the pentateuch or the the, the 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 ten commandments yeah. yeah i forgot what that means yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think i get that <laughs> the, the ten commandments you know he he, he frames uh the, in exodus passage he frames the creation story for the people because he's giving them their identity yeah. um this is why you keep the sabbath because god keeps the sabbath and in the deuteronomy passage you keep the sabbath because god freed you from the slavery of of egypt um Um, And so what Jesus does is says, well, now I'm coming to free you from an Mm. even deeper situation, a deeper issue. The the redemptive power of Jesus Christ is to free us from the slavery of sin. And the woman's sin wasn't what put her into the the moment of this disabling spirit, but it's just the state of brokenness. And so Jesus is doing a recreative act in this moment. Um, and so talk about cutting when I say, I, that's a sermon series for me. Uh, that whole sorry. sermon series in John and Luke 13 could be on the Sabbath-keeping of Jesus and the healing. Oh,
1: the whole creation, the creation, you know, the, the Sabbath-keeping at creation is resting when you could not uh, uh, rest, uh, yeah. or, at, or at least uh, at Exodus, rather. Is resting when you could not rest and being free when you were not free. Yeah. And uh, just the, the liberation that that, uh, that, that represents. Yeah. Um, and not to get too far ahead because we we will be talking about this soon but yeah. uh, the you you talked also about just the rhythms and the the idea of time yeah and the jewish concept of time yeah and in the jewish concept of time the the rhythmic nature of yeah. the, of the week was critical and yeah. the in the one in, six, 1 in 6 ratio was also critical yeah. as a principle given by god yeah. to us and we don't have law Regulating that, we certainly have grace regulating that, but we and we when we know that our ultimate fulfillment for Sabbath rest comes through Christ, yeah. But we get we get foretaste of it as we as we honor that ancient rhythm, yeah. And we, I which we are notorious, which is kind of the point of the day, which yeah. is we are notorious about dishonoring,
0: yeah. Well, and also not seeing, so I think one of the things again. Uh, the, again cutting room floor and this is I could have preached this entire passage in a different or this entire topic in a different way Loving our neighbor is a recreative act. You know, it's where people are feeling broken. I mean, you look at the Good Samaritan story. Where we kicked off the series, right? What Jesus is doing, or what what the Good Samaritan is doing, is entering into a a, a person's life who is feeling the physical effects of sin because he's been robbed and beaten, and that's sin that's been been imposed upon mm-hmm. this man. And the Good Samaritan is coming in to love that man, and in a in a very and it's not a Sabbath kind of framed story but it could be the man goes in and and provides a recreative moment of love to rescue that man and while the the religious zealots passed him by so i i you know again we're going to talk about sabbath at Lent. i i think you know when we get to this 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 next series which we'll we'll tease out a little bit more next week yeah. but uh, I, I love the way Jesus is always not. He's not. We've talked about. He's not ever uh, discounting the law. He's the fulfillment of the law. And yeah. and one of our biggest problems as as believers in the Western world is we try to justify not keeping Sabbath. And because we are, and you talked about this, you, your sermon. One of the things I liked is you were much broader in your approach to the calendar. Yeah. You know we take the approach of my calendar's my calendar i'm autonomous use that term autonomous mm-hmm. versus um being theonomous you know we're autonomous in our approach my calendar's my calendar i'm gonna do what i want instead of saying no 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 we need to submit all areas of our life including and maybe especially our time mm-hmm. to the to the word of god so if you just talk a second about you're making that that tie from very broad I kind of stayed specific throughout the whole message. You went from broad to specific. You went. This is really a bigger, bigger issue than just your calendar. This is about the moral. <laughs> this is about the moral law. This yeah, is about the cultural yeah. thing. What so, was
1: I thinking there? We're, we're, <laughs> you know, I did. I did. It did launch it with the singular mindset of Jesus. Yeah. And the the idea of seeking first the kingdom the Deuteronomy passage you know, the, the Lord your God their the, the, uh, the Lord, is one, Lord yeah. the Lord is, is one so it's the singular nature uh, of, of Jesus and how we we as people of faith you know are to have that singular nature as as well but it's 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 written larger it is written as you said it's written culturally as well that we we have a we have a, a, a work to do cu- culturally and that and, yeah. and 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 yet that comes into conflict with uh with those who would say no it's just about self-rule and about self self-law yeah. that's all that's all you need and, and and my my response to that was well no it's not
0: it's not not for us i yeah. mean
1: for us it, it must be the god first life that it has the god first perspective with that god first perspective um there then come come requirements if we yeah. put god first what was the second thing that was said yeah i love you lord your god with all your heart soul strength and mind Second thing that was said was the neighbor. whole theme of this passage, yeah. to love your neighbor. So if that's going to be real for us—that's the point of this, where I went with that—if that's going to be real for us, it needs to reflect—it needs to work its way out into our life.
0: Yeah, and our and our, and how we order our days. And the ordering of our days. Yeah, and that's—and I think, um, you know, one of the things—neither one of us really t- talked about a whole lot—actually, I don't think either one of us really touched on it, but it's occurring to me now—I think so many people pendulum swing, right, so you and I tend to be a little bit more of planners. Um, we we really, you know. Yeah, get I was it all. with you in that part of the sermon. Get, you get us really,
1: seminaries like, yep, yeah, I get that. I'm yeah, like
0: that. really t- Yeah, because you have to be right. You have to be. I mean, you have to be if you want You're to on succeed. Deadlines. But then there's other people where. Time just life just comes at them and they just are reactionary, right? And in both cases, it it can create a hurried a- attitude and an attitude where you don't see um, the opportunities to do the Father's work, as Jesus mm-hmm. talks about. I'm doing the Father's work, and and um, you know. I, I right after the message, um, Anna Burns, who actually assisted in in the Vine service, she and did was, a fabulous, she job. did a great job, and she's a, a our assistant in her Student Life Ministry. She said you need to listen to this podcast. So this is a reference to another podcast. It's called uh, Fight, Hustle, and Hurry, mm-hmm. and and these two guys are, are are have written books on it, and I' am losing their names right now. But uh, you know mm-hmm. the whole idea of we're either overscheduled and we schedule ourselves out or we just kind of let all the schedule stuff happen to us and we're still hurried. Right. And, and so
1: we're blown about like with that rudderless. Yeah. You know, we're in by the winds It just whatever happens, it happens to us.
0: And I think the input of life of our lives right now is just always going to put us on the trajectory of never having enough time. And so the challenge,
1: that was also also on the cutting room floor for me, that line of I don't have time, or I didn't have time for it. Yeah. And I didn't have time for it. Yeah. And that's, that's one of those makes my skin crawl kind yeah. of lines because that's just not true. I, I can't use that excuse myself. I, yeah. I didn't have time for it. Yeah. What's meant by that is that it was not a priority. It was for not me. a
0: priority. Yeah. And instead of it not being a priority, we we really just need to have the guts to say no to things, right? Yeah. <laughs> so people know, look, it's I, I would love to do that, but it, it's not going to, it's not a priority. But also, in order to do that we have to say lord what is what is what's the order of my day supposed to be what's the order of my week supposed to be and leave cuz god knows what margin you need mm-hmm. and and to really prayerfully look through the calendar your calendar and your time and your day and say what are the priorities of god here for real like and what are not what are the things that are just busy things right and i think that's that's a challenge, such a challenge. Um, it
1: makes me think about the, the, old, um, the old monastic rules, mm-hmm. a rule rather, singular, mm-hmm. monastic rule, and the rule of life was the, was the intentional selection of the patterns of, the, of your practices throughout your days, weeks, months, and years, so that you will have daily scriptures and daily prayers, and sometimes in in, in certain traditions, you have every you know hourly or yeah. every three hours there'll, there'll be prayers. You know, the daily order, uh, daily offices. Yeah. Um, but th- how important it would be for everybody uh, to to really think through what is it that I do every day yeah. spiritually? What is it I do every week spiritually, like mm-hmm. worship or um, uh, you know? Um, fasting or something yeah. like that, what is it that I do every every month, mm-hmm. um, what is it that I do every year, um, some people take retreats every year, yeah. what's going to be my lifetime uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, practice, you know, mm-hmm. some some say, you know, within my lifetime, I want to take a, a pilgrimage to the Holy Land, or I want to take a pilgrimage to the, to the footsteps of Paul, or something yeah. like that, that that would be a lifetime challenge, so putting that together, I think, I don't know how this, I'm still learning this church, yeah. I don't know how many in this church would, would think like that, yeah. but That would be a great challenge for us to issue to the churches that, you know what, make some. Make some decisions. Sit down with a piece of paper and make some decisions about what yeah. you are, and therefore what you are not going to be doing, yeah. and be okay with not doing those things. Oh, I don't. I, somebody said I don't fast. Yeah. I don't fast. Well, if you tell me that you you don't fast, but you do all these other things, which are the intentional ways that you are drawing closer to the Lord, yeah. I'm like, I'm it, cheering you on. It's
0: not about ticking off the box. It it's is about, not about. It's, taking a, off it's the about body. drawing closer to the Lord in the way that God. What's going to
1: do it for you? I, exactly.
0: Well, it, it. This was a a, a very. Uh, focused and very challenging message for me to preach. I think that came across in my sermon. Um, I think because I've, Feel like I usually was,
1: when your own sermons are nipping at your toes, and you know, uh, you're, you're uh, and this your one feelings. was
0: this one was biting my knees, <laughs> my kneecaps. I think you know. Um, this week we're going to be f- closing out the "Won't You Be My Neighbor" mm-hmm. series, um, and um, yeah, I think it's 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 going to close us out really well. It's going to be a nice end to what we started off with, and so encourage everybody to come out 8:15 or 10:30. Sanctuary Classic Service, 10:30 Vine Service. Watch us online if you've missed any one of the messages uh, be sure to check us out on our website fpclakeland.org or on our youtube page fpclakeland just search for that and you'll find us Um, also if you've missed any one of our podcasts search for armchair preaching in your favorite podcast app especially uh, google play or spotify or apple Podcasts. those are the easiest hit subscribe um, and uh, you'll be alerted when a new one comes out and uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good series. Next series, we'll tease that out a little bit more next week. But I think uh, we did a little planning yesterday. I think it's gonna be a really good series. John, thanks for taking time Glad on to this be here. Thanks Ash for joining Wednesday. Us, everybody
1: on this Ash Wednesday. Yeah, and just uh, so you know, Zach and I both have smudges on our forehead. Right we now have now, we the have the, the,
0: the mark of the cross on our foreheads. We'll uh, okay. see you guys later. Thank you so much.